Welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we are issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned from reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. Exact mundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A Doof Media, Media production. production. Excellente. I am so tired. Of... Of uh, school, actually, uh, classes have been oh, I'm sorry. Uh, ruining me. Uh, no, it's it, it's fine. I mean, I took a heavy workload because I really want to uh, walk the stage come May, mm-hmm. um, and I'll still e- even have I think two classes to do after. So it's just growing pains of sort of waiting to get to that moment. But yeah, it's been very busy. I think over the course of this last week, I submitted three different essays to different 4,000 level classes and Jeez. start on a project. And I think even to, to today, I have to um, fill out a plot summary sh- a sheet for a, um, a video game concept for my uh, game writing class. Um, so granted, you know, it's all fun stuff and I do love to, to write. So I'm not saying, you know, like, Oh, woe is me, my, my life is so hard, but I will say that I have not been getting good sleep. No, oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah, yeah at least it's, it's interesting fine. topics, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, at, at least it's stuff that I actually would maybe want to do further, like, you know, after these uh, classes are um, over. But, yeah, definitely, like, um, probably Monday night... I'm just going to hit a solid coma and just not wake up to like noon, maybe even three on a Tuesday. So I will be able to re recharge and reinvigorate. Are you skipping um, over Valentine's so. day then in your coma? Oh, probably. I mean, well, what am I going to do on Valentine's day? You can get a, just a pick up a random hot date. I'm sure there's like an app or something. that just like matches you with like literally a random person. Just like, Hey, yeah. This is true. I, yeah, I mean, like, if I really wanted to have a date on Val, like, uh, Val, uh, Valentine's Day, it wouldn't be hard to find. It would be very easy. In fact, um, just to, you know, uh, dox myself real, real quick, but Mm -hmm. I even, like, matched with someone on Tinder the, uh, the, like, uh, other day. You know, we we had a, a nice little little back and forth. It was pretty decent, nothing like crazy. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, if I did want to like actually go on a date on Monday, I guess I could. But why would I waste the time, money, and experience Wait, when I could <laughs> it go experience points? To, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Or, or when I could go to all of my my classes come home afterwards and just sleep see because one sounds romantic and the other one sounds let's just say not romantic yeah it's not ro ro uh romantic per se um but 
maybe I don't know. I don't know because like I I feel that when it comes to like Valen Valentine's Day, it's a like really good day. Whenever I've I've been dating people, um, around that time, Valentine's Day did provide just like a lot of stress. Um, granted, I feel like I was definitely dating the wrong kind of people. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for for me, but it was definitely like if I didn't do anything extravagant. I would not stop hearing about how uh, Sarah's boyfriend and Jamie's boyfriend did the most cutest right, thing right, right. Uh, for like the next three, uh, three, three months. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I feel like I, I just never really had a good time on Val on Val uh, Val Valentine's Day. That's but fair. the day after has always been great because that candy is cheap as hell. <laughs> well, at least you get something good out of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what about you? I mean, I'm guessing you might have something planned on. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a nice like romantic date. I still have to like actually make, uh, my, uh, Valentine's Day gift, but that's okay. Um, uh, otherwise, it's, yeah, it'll be a nice, nice time. We're gonna go on a picnic and stuff. So. Oh, um, that's very cute. Yeah, the weather's supposed to be not, not bad. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's that's what I got for Valentine's Day. I'm back in Texas. Um, and I, I miss New York water. That's the number one. Um, and I don't miss the cold yet. So nice. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, granted, it was pretty chilly here yesterday. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, yeah, I'm already getting to that point where I'm just like, oh, you think this is cold? You think this is cold? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. What a filthy New Yorker. A Yankee. A Yankee in our Southern Texas border. Um, but yeah, all right, uh, let's get into the episode proper. Yeah, so, uh, this month was the, uh, wonderful month of Feb February, and the topic for this month was unrequited love, and the amazing words that our, uh, our uh, writers used in their stories were ruin, proposal, owner, and enhance. Mm -hmm. Uh, so... The story we will be talking, we will be reading and talking about today is by The Sun Counts Two with Pillar. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Great username, by the way. I, I think it's really cool. Yes. Um, but okay, I'll just uh, get into reading it. Oh, this is Pillar by The Sun Counts Two. I was four when I found my first love. A young and innocent girl with a penchant for the spotlight, it was only natural for her to be besotted with the thrill of the stage. Ballet had let young me express myself in a way I did not think was possible. The steady beat of the music, the little costumes that did many, that did much to enhance my beauty, and the best of all, the deafening cheers from an impressed audience. It gave me a sense of belonging, a purpose. And from that young age, I knew what I had to live for. I gave my all for the stage. Like a loyal dog begging its owner for love and attention, I was desperate for grandiosity and validation, all of which it gave me. I was convinced ballet was for me, and that it was mine, and only mine, that no one else could have loved it in the way I did. No one else could experience it the way eight-year-old me did, when I performed in a courtyard filled with individuals older than I'd danced with. It was exhilarating. Ballet gave me life and purpose, and yet it never failed to make me miserable in many other ways. I was young and naive, as most children were, 
And I thought that if I loved with all my heart, then that love would be returned to me by a tenfold. I didn't realize that my crippling sense of worth was due to me latching onto a passion that had never minded me. How was I supposed to know that my love was simultaneously the cause of my despair? I was 14 when I experienced my first heartbreak. It was not from the time a boy I had pined over told me I was fat, nor was it from the time I had failed to do a routine on stage. Those things had merely put me at pause, hesitant to continue, but never in a ruin. It was not raining on that day, the day the body was let to the ground. The sun had been smiling brightly, laughing at my grief as it said, Silly girl, who's going to love you now? I quit ballet the next year. In the midst of rebuilding the pillar that had once held my being, I figured the true nature of my love. Ballet was cruel and unforgiving with the way it rejected my affections. Never sharp nor quick, but always calculating and, de and deceitful. It kept me in its reins and stripped me of my skin, leaving me a pile of bones collecting dust. It took me a funeral to realize the one that truly loved me back. In the end, it wasn't the quick-paced ballet that keeps striding without waiting for a second to see if I'm running close behind. In the end, it wasn't the quick-paced ballet that keeps striding without waiting for a second to see if I'm running close behind. It had never truly loved me to begin with. Well, all right, all right. I really do love this um, story and how it... Um, you can tell so much based off of the persona's passion and how it is portrayed within the text. Um, and I really do love the bits about just describing the driving beats of ballet, how this character has found so much purpose in it, purpose within their own life. Um, and to not give a specific moment that seems to have sort of ruptured that, um, their view on ballet and, and their own place within it. But it seemed like it was just a slow per, per progression of them realizing that even though they, they love it the most, that that won't be returned to them. Um, and I really do like relate to that feeling heavily. I feel that I even had the same feeling when it came to doing theater. Um, so overall, I think that this story is really honed in on this emotional crux of this this story, um, yeah, I I overall really loved it. I loved the prose. I I really did like the language, and I really liked that we had a uh, new writer. Yeah, week. yeah, absolutely. Always welcome to um, have someone new. Um, yeah, I felt that the comparison of um, or the personification of ballet into mm -hmm. um, yeah unrequited love, someone that doesn't love you back, as the theme of this month is. Um, was really interesting. I felt I could have used a couple uh -huh. more examples of, or just like maybe one good example of um, a time that it did not love back, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like, it, for example, perhaps in the aftermath of this funeral, right? The loss of someone that did actually love them. Um, maybe, yeah, just the fact that like their instructors were unforgiving, um, you know, demanding them to come back anyway. Or that the dances like wouldn't let them express their their grief or something like that. Um, I think would yeah. have been a or mm -hmm. yeah, or just like maybe 
eat maybe not even expressing specifically how about how what happened within ballet and uh changed their own views on ballet but if they do want to hone in on this this death in the family maybe explain who died and like how that person could have fed into why they love ballet so much mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah um that maybe ooh okay 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 not at this point we're we're um editorializing a little bit too much we're we're editing their story and putting our own voices in it but um it would be very cool if uh the reason that they love ballet in the end was not because of the adoring crowds or whatever it was actually because of like their mother always being there for them and it being a thing that they sort of like did together and, and had together right mm -hmm. um like if we had a scene or something of um the mother always being in the audience right um mm -hmm. and uh yeah, and then she ends up going to the ballet again, and uh, she's not in the audience, and there's kind of, like, no point, right? Uh, yeah. Just, just an idea. I, I don't... Yeah. If you did rewrite this, you do not <laughs> have to uh, follow everything to the letter, but, um, yeah, just a, a cool thing. I think there's a lot here to work with, um, and... Mm -hmm. uh, Some great stuff to work with. Yeah, yeah, there's a good heart to it of um that metaphor and um the sort of pain that can be felt there with the unrequited love i yeah i'm glad that this was the the prompt for the month because i feel like there's a lot of um emotion to draw out from it mm -hmm, yeah and i mean this this story perfectly hits that concept on the the head i mean unrequited -re love within arts is such a huge thing you know because i know that there are so many people especially people within my own life who have sort of went went down these these paths really following their own passion and sort of finding out that it didn't always shake out for for them so yeah i feel that i definitely as i said before heavily re relate to to this story um but the pros here are 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 great i think that you have a lovely voice especially when it comes to describing these um e these like sort of abstract con concepts and especially linking that that back to the main per persona was done really really well what well here so yeah we'd we'll love to see um what you could bring to us next if you do decide to continue to write yeah um i think this is exactly the sort of um emotional um center to try to bring out i'm wondering if um what um the sun counts too was pulling from right if this was like a not necessarily like a personal experience or i mean it could have been because it is from first person i don't know if this is nonfiction or not um mm. which would be interesting um but um even if it's not like an actual thing in their past of, of being to ballet um yeah it would just be interesting um to to hear about where this sort of feeling came from like why um yeah, why did you write about this? I, I I always find that a really interesting question to ask. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would I would love to um know because uh whatever inspiration you you did have going going into this, we can tell that it was that the story was at least inspired because there is passion in it, and we and we and we really love to see that on this podcast. Mm hmm. Cool, cool, cool.
Uh, well, all right. I think that's about it. That's everything that I can probably say on this story. Do you want? Do you have any final thoughts before we can uh, move on to the listener subsection? I don't. I except just that I like the um, personification in general on the the prose level. Um, mm-hmm. In like the, for example, the sun um, smiling brightly, laughing at my grief. Um, I think was quite good. Yeah. Um, which it's a, it's a common sentiment, um, but I think. Um, like a, a, a relatable one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much to the the Sun Counts too for submitting your story. And all right, I think it's high time we're rolling into our listener submitted story section. So thank you so much to No Goodbye Ace of Sword, Just Stand Eight Four Six Zero, and Morgan A for submitting your stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first story we will be talking about is by No No Goodbye. With can't can't kill your your darling if you never get if it never gets made. Yeah, I quite like this story. Um, so this yeah, is this, this is sort of, sort of like a meta joke. Yeah, yeah, it's a meta story. Um, as I understand it, it's essentially um, it is a letter from a writer um, to an idea that this writer has had, um, and it's sort of almost addressed in a in a. Um, sort of in a love letter sort of way is what it feels like um, that they were kind of in a depression and this idea comes to them you know a spark of life and they try to execute it but you know never turns out how they wanted to um, and um, they feel guilty about that it, I, I think comes across um, right. in that uh, they feel guilty that afterwards they're going to even though it didn't work um, even though it says you're not ready. No, I'm not ready yet. My hands don't have the finesse to do your form justice. I'll ruin you and squander your potential, forever maiming you and leaving you resentful of me. And I'll resent you too. I think it's a very relatable sentiment. But afterwards, they sort of cannibalize the, the piece, pick up the pieces of you that worked, um, use them to enhance my next creations. They'll be better than you in every way. Um, I could even use your failure as a truth of my next masterpiece. And they ask the, the question to the idea. Um, all you'll be is a carcass that my carrion hands will peck at the wreckage that I will harvest the useful parts of and throw the rest in the junk. Do you really want to be that? And then we do get a response. Um, one line of dialogue in response from the piece of art saying, yes, if a little part of me gets to be loved, so be it. Um, and I thought that was a beautiful sentiment. Um, and I think very important for this, this, (laughs) this podcast sort of, um, uh, and it's a premise. Yes, very, very much so. Um, but yeah, I, I really feel for this uh, this story. I mean, definitely when you when it comes to creating something and if it's just just not working, you do have this sort of feeling to where you want to get it out, but you know, in its current state, um, you just worry on what it would say about you and your own ability and uh, prowess. I mean, I, I know I've, I've had so many different projects that... I've dropped because I, I felt that I just couldn't get it yet, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, like this, this story overall is, is really great when, on a prose level. It is sort of a, a stream of consciousness type type story, which I do like. We, we get imme- immediately implanted into the um, persona's head and we just stay there and we get to really understand like, how this persona views their own art 
um, and just yeah, we we just come to not only understand the this persona, but also the uh, concept and function and, and function of art itself, and just how difficult it is to not only create something, but to create something that that you are proud of, um, especially since the writer is their own worst critic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that that this story is really. Um, effective when it is talking about these like larger concepts while also sort of bringing it back down to the personal level so yeah overall i just really related to to this store and i think it um it this story was definitely able to put into words a feeling that i felt plenty of times about my own art so really great job yeah definitely very very relatable um and uh, I thought it was a very beautiful way to express this this feeling, because mm-hmm. um, it's there's like a sadness to it, and I think it's also like a great way of um, dealing with that feeling that that sort of writer's block of just like knowing that you're not good enough to execute it right, um, mm-hmm. and to know that like yeah your ideas don't die just because your first execution of it wasn't perfect right they'll be reincarnated over and over again mm-hmm. until Used in other pieces yeah until the best parts of it you know, you do end up using. And isn't that why you wrote it, right? For that best part in the first place? Even if mm-hmm. it wasn't the whole form that, that took place. I would love to see this explored in other metaphors too, actually. This makes me want to write some of my own stories with this sort of idea, right? Um, like, I don't know. It's, you know, a character builds a robot and they take out the eye from the original thing and they put in a new one, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways to, to use this. Um, but uh, yeah, really great... Um, just concept in general and the wonderful execution no goodbye Mm -hmm. yeah great great Mm, but all right up next is by asosaur with pyt yeah so this is part of a ongoing um uh series of what's called blood on the dance floor which is great um and it's from the perspective of a um of susan who has um as we've uh been shown in earlier entries uh she picks up any sort of um blade and it becomes her dance partner essentially and she just kills everyone around her no problem um which is um yeah so we see this beautiful fighting she just like slaughters a whole room full of people and um we see that something's off because none of these people seem to care about self-preservation but she finally gets to the boss, so to speak, um, and uh, he's guarded by this uh, very good sword fighter, but a little bit like robotic. Um, and they have a, like a good fight, but it's clear that Susan is going to win kind of without any problem. She does, um, and uh, the 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 boss guy finally, the last one left. Um, we understand now that his power is like a hypnotism or some other kind of mind control. And, um, so after she kills the bodyguard, he says, ah, well, she was getting old anyway. His gaze focused back on Susan, smile growing wider. About time I got an upgrade, which, uh, did not make you feel good. Because <laughs> it's clear that Susan's <laughs> yeah. got to get trapped. You know, I like, I want her to get free and, and not, uh, fall victim to this power. But I kind of don't see how she wouldn't. And I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no reason why she shouldn't, right? Like, I don't think she's earned not, like, the power, you know, like, characters go and then they, they something like this happens to them, but through the power of friendship, they break it. I have not seen anything yeah. of Susan that implies that she should break <laughs> from this power, you know? Um, oh, yeah, definitely. 
I feel that that Susan is definitely just going to continue down this the same path and allow the power to consume her. Right. She's just uh, mostly a murderer, is what it seems like. Yeah, mostly a a a murderer, but she has some pretty good flair. Um, she's which, got I mean, style. That's that's definitely. She has style. She's, uh, what is it, smoking sexy style? I have no idea what you're <laughs> Savage referencing. Savage sexy. It's a um, DMC, Devil May Cry. I think it's smoky. I think it's smoking sexy style. Um, it's 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 when in the game you get like a, like what, 80 hit combo. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, then, and then also you have to use different weapons. I think the only way to get it is that you have to use five different weapons in a single combo chain but that's besides <laughs> i love the, how the fucking in-depth your understanding of this is of dmc yes dmc has a great combat system um but um yeah i mean this uh my favorite part about this story is just really um a lot of the a lot of the action scenes i i love just sort of how graceful this combat seems and how sort of like effortless susan can can cut through through these people and and how like some of them aren't even being taken out by by her i think like the uh first first two goons were were taken out by a different goon with a like with a like buckshot and like i just think that this style of um telling this this action is pretty effective because it's sort of adds to the myth to the mysticism of of this power that that susan is um, using um and then i think after that we get some really great bits of um world world building the world is of course it, it uh, continues to open up but we are sort of getting a sense that even though susan is very is very has very effortlessly cut through uh, maybe thousands of men i do feel that he eventually she's going to meet her match maybe someone that can rival her uh dance steps mm -hmm. um but yeah overall I, I just think that uh this sort of series is a really great great read it is uh it is interesting it is engaging uh and yeah i'm actually looking forward to seeing how this might end if you do continue to uh write on this mm -hmm. um yeah uh, it seems like uh, we got sort of a bad end thing going on here. I, I do wonder how she's gonna get out of this. Um, I know that like in another entry there was sort of a bunch of bounty hunters that were gonna get her, but still. Um, oh, I wonder if this is one of the guys, one of the the bounty hunters that was sort of supposed to be out after her. Um, oh, maybe. Yeah. I also wonder yeah, if this maybe, is maybe he's he's getting a uh, upgrade to to be able to go up against her. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do wonder if uh there's um. If this is connected to Ace of Swords' other superhero um, uh, story series, the one that we like we read just the other day, um, it doesn't seem like so because they're not linked. But I, I don't know. It's interesting. They have two different sort of superpowered um, things. I think this one's a bit darker than the other one, but still. Mm -hmm. Wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Sorry, I just went back. All right. Um, so it says that the weapon that she's using is a champagne saber. Hold, what? Okay, I need to look what that yeah. is, what that is because I I was picturing I think something different. Champagne. You're thinking a champ champagne bottle? <laughs> no, never mind. Oh, that's an actual yeah. sword. I did not know that. 
Oh yeah, I've, I've seen this one. I yeah. never yeah. have. Okay, cool. Um, it's just a uh, big, big hand knife. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to explain what I was getting it mixed up with. Um, I'm going to move on. Getting it mixed up. Oh, uh, what's the next story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the so the next story is by Jeff Stan eight four six zero with Dare. Yeah, uh, Dare. Dare to believe. Is Dare. Da, 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 da. Uh, I was thinking of the Gorilla song. Oh, I was thinking of the song from the 1986 Transformers movie Dare. Oh. <laughs> the, the the one that they play several times in the movie. Yeah, yeah, like like their only licensed song. No, no, they have plenty of licensed songs. <laughs> they have instruments they of have destruction. Like they had the they touch by Stan Bush. They had now, Dare to Be now, Stupid by Weird Al Yankovic. Like, I think the 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 touch is the best of that quad, every that quadrilogy of songs. Every song on the nineteen eighty six Transformers movie uh, soundtrack is a banger. Every single one. Including right. including the non licensed like background music like they're all like industrial like techno shit is great, um, <laughs> yeah no it's it's awesome. Anyway, yeah I mean <laughs> hey it's it's a great film it's a great film. Thank all you right, thank great. you. I watched it again um, for for fun the other the other day it was it, yeah it's still good it's still good I mean like nice, bad nice. but also good you know. Well yeah yeah it's it's goofy nineties action uh, oh also. Just to let you know, my uh, headphone is getting low on bat life, so if I cut out, uh, that's what happened. Okay. Cool. Go ahead. Um, yeah, okay, so <laughs> this story by Justan8460 is called Dare, as you said. Um, insta- so, Justan, uh, it looks like they, yeah, they had this idea, they, they talk about how they, they wrote it for a while, but it's about these um, two boys, and we sort of get their, their friendship is very significant, and they're very close, um, but eventually they go on this adventure to, um, the abandoned oil, uh, refinery, um, and they're enjoying themselves, but eventually, um, Robbie, our main character, dares AJ to, um, uh, basically run across this, uh, one big thing of metal, and halfway through, AJ's leg goes through the old rusted metal, um scrapes of his leg really bad and then he falls through and it looks like he's knocked unconscious for a second um robbie runs and goes and gets help but it takes like a whole hour to get there and the whole time aj's been alone um and um while aj's in the hospital robbie is not allowed to to visit and uh in, in the aftermath their their friendship sort of drifts apart and it's this yeah the sad moment of like you know, they, they wish that they wouldn't, didn't make that dare. Um, but those kinds of like mistakes, the ones that cost you friendships, um, they do teach you like important lessons. Um, like for example, don't dare your friend to run across um, a bunch of rusted metal because then they might break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, this story reminded me a, a lot of, I, I, forgot the technical term but it's a lot of like kids kids on on on, uh, kids on bike stories um where like the whole town seems to be it's it's like own character and and there are just so many different uh possibly like possibly like uh interesting things for these kids to uh get into um but i really did love the um like vibe of the beginning of of this this story how it seems very close very uh 
very uh, uh very uh, intimate when it comes to these characters and their lives on how they've spent the whole day out in the summer how, how they were right here for um for like a free free snacks and, and then they'll go in and look look for for treasure it reminded me a lot of just those idyllic um childhood days in the summer which i really love how how the story was able to uh bring that across in uh in the beginning before we get to the main scene of them uh breaking into this sort of like um this like do not trust a trespass area and um the uh, kid getting hurt and i don't know like overall i just really love this uh story and how it decides to slowly lead us into the 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 ending and you know how we can come to understand maybe why the a mother didn't didn't want um the kid to see her 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 child because i feel like my my mom will probably do the uh same thing if you know i had to get stitches and like uh and uh, get like surgery and, and all that but yeah overall this is a really solid story it has a great voice and it takes us on a really uh really grounded and really controlled story so really great job yeah, um, yeah, it's too bad that the... It, I, I wonder how much AJ didn't want to um, see his friend, right? Um, and I wonder how much that mm. was a factor. And it's a little too bad that their, their friendship couldn't recover afterwards, even though it wasn't really any of their, their faults. Um, and uh, Yeah, and, and I don't know. I feel like it was probably more of, like, AJ's mother than AJ his, himself. It could right? be. It could be. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to know. Um. But regardless, yeah, I thought it was a great exploration of that sort of uh, friendship. And I, yeah, I do agree that the, um, the slow rolling out of all those details, I think, definitely um, increased the, like, depth of that, that the friendship and that connection that we were feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And then as that sort of gets, like, ruined, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Destroyed, even. Yeah, and, and just Stan talks about how they we're really, you know, trying to hold on to those ideas of does it serve the plot? Does it enhance the enjoyment of the read as they were writing? Um, and I'm really glad that they, that it seems like that helped them. Yeah, and it, and it definitely did, did. I mean, like, everything within this, this story had a, had a purpose, whether it was building towards character or building towards plot. So, yeah, definitely keeping those uh, questions in, in mind. I can tell because this, this story is, is really tight. And it's really solid. So yeah, yeah, really, really great, great thinking. And thank you for submitting your your story to uh, Just Stan eight four six zero. And our final story for this week is by Morgan Le A, with an untitled story. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is an interesting. Uh, yeah, this is a very interesting setting. Um, I think. Um. We are, I think we're underground, um, but the significant thing is that from the sky, there seems to be this rain that constantly uh, deposits, like, minerals, right? Um, and uh, so there's a lot of stalactites and, or stalagmites, I don't know which ones, I think it's tights that are holding up to the, to the top, because they hold tight to the ceiling. Um, I, the mnemonic was not very good for, for me to remember it. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, we see, like, a man who is uh he's sleeping on the surface and uh so stone and is crust like half his face he's got the scourge is what it's called and then i'd like how it's shown we see her um 
look at her hands as the droplets deposits grains of minerals. Um, but uh, she goes underground, and uh, there's a market there, and she decides to steal. That's what she's supposed to do. That's what she's here for. Um, it, it seems like to um, support herself. And she ends up stealing this, like, beautifully crafted rose from this small family. Either the implication, I think, is, like, that one of the kids made it, perhaps, or, like, the, one of the parents clearly, like, poured sort of their love for the city into making this, this rose out of glass. Um, and, uh, she feels terribly guilty about it. Um, but yeah, she steals it. Uh, one of the little kids spots her and, and shouts out that she's able to, uh, get away and she gets on the surface, um, just in time for, um, that man from before to, uh, see her and say, silver? Um, as we see that she has, like, silver hair. And we're not entirely sure what's significant about that, but it's definitely interesting. Um, and, uh, she gives the man a, a golden coin, which also raises more questions, uh, before leaving. Um, so, yeah, we get a, a great snapshot of, like, this character's life and, uh, this, this, um, city that, uh, that she lives in. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, this story makes you, uh, makes, uh, raises a lot of questions about just, who this this character is i mean she seems to i mean uh in the comments i saw where, where someone said undercover and, and that's the vibe that i'm definitely getting and she definitely has something going on for her just to be able to hand out golden coins uh <laughs> and, and, and and like and i like make that mean something but overall i just really love the um the senses that are being played with here how we how we get a, a a nice little little snapshot of this sort of like underground market of this park of this um of this old uh, um, of this old man watching and i think that all of that really adds to the like overall world world uh, world building to where we get a solid sense of, of where we we are um and yeah i just really enjoy the ending um and how there is that uh, that moment where she seems to be caught um but then she sort of plays it it off so so overall i mean this uh, this story definitely raises a a lot of good good questions that gets me even more even more interested on the actual events of of this story and wondering if it's leading to to, to something larger um is this in the middle of her 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 journey is it towards the end the 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 beginning um but yeah overall i, I really uh, enjoyed reading this one yeah i i with the hair i was wondering actually uh if by him asking silver if like mm -hmm. does is if her hair is her hair made of silver maybe not just the color um yeah but like Ooh. yeah this is a city where there's like all, all these weird like minerals and stuff um and so maybe there's something like that going on which i thought was a cool idea Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean this this story is, is full of those like really cool I ideas. So yeah, I, I mean if you want to keep on working on this, I would be more than than welcome to uh, get a bit more depth in this world and and in these uh in in these characters. Um, yeah, I like the right. uh, the guilt oh, that yeah. she's oh, facing for um the this thing that she's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Brawler, I think it's high time to say thank you to everyone who left comments 
Um, so, thank you very much to Ace of Sword, Morgan LaA, Just Stand 8460, Walker by Faith, and and the, the, the Sun Counts too. Thank you so much for leaving comments, not only under your own story, but under someone else's. Yeah, uh, it was always really, really nice to see um, such in-depth discussion. I saw, like, back and forths going on as people were asking questions and people answering. It's one of the coolest things, I think, uh, is just when, like, someone comments on the story, the author comments to that comment, and then someone else entirely unrelated to that initial conversation also joins in and adds their two cents. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I think you guys are doing a really great job in, in having those, those talks, um, and I appreciate you having them. And so, um, if you want to be like all these wonderful writers who left their stories... Oh, actually, no. We have to uh, thank them, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, we've already thanked those who left comments, but let's just give one more last thank you to everyone. Every single last soul who submitted their story to do the right thing. So, thank you very much, too. No goodbye. And thank you, The Sun Counts, too. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you to Ace of Sword. Thank you, Just Stand 8460 and thank you to Morgan LaA. Thank you so much for writing in this week. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you can see the words as soon as they come out by following us on Twitter, uh, at RightThingCast. That's where you would see announcements like, uh, that this episode is going to be one day late, uh, due to some technical one stuff. Day. Um, <laughs> uh, I tweeted that there was technical difficulties, um, so I'm like, what's the continuity for, uh, for, for that, so I don't get caught in a lie that there wasn't technical oh, difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, would, I know, the, would I know? Would I know? What is the public reason? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would I know that that this episode is going to be a day late according to the narrative that I spun? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you also just doxed yourself. Did I? Was it? So we all so we all know that you lied. I am a liar. Liar, liar. Pants on Pants fire. Pants on fire. Yeah. yeah. Hanging from a telephone wire. Oh, is that how the saying goes? It's something like like that. It's yeah, because because there's I think like two more more lines, but I I, I only know one of them. Interesting, interesting. Um, mm -hmm. where was I? <laughs> oh yes, you were you were saying how this episode is going to be a day late. So sorry, so sad. Um, but then you were also gonna gonna talk to us about what's happening in Doof. Yeah, there's a ton going on in Doof Media, and uh, I would like to to mention how um, the view from halfway down our BoJack Horseman analysis podcast that uh, we are doing with or I'm doing with uh, Sebastian, who was a guest on last week's episode, um, is uh, yeah ongoing. Our second episode released last week. Uh, we're going on our third this week. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, and uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm just having a great time with it. And uh, yeah, just happy about it. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> we're already doing the doof thing where our episodes are, are climbing in length. Uh, our first episode, mm. which uh, was 50 minutes long, and we thought that was already kind of long for a 20-minute episode. And then we spent an hour and a half on the second episode for some reason. I think we'll try to keep nice. it under an hour. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. We just, we just talked a little bit too much about Chuck E. Cheese, so... Um, yeah, I mean, hey, there's a lot to, to say about Chuck E. Cheese. About, yeah, about the Chuck. Um, mm -hmm. The big buck. The big buck. Big buck Chuck. 
<laughs> but we have a bunch of else going on at Doof Media. Um, actually, this week on the Doofcast, I um, am planning to to guest on it as we uh, talk about the French Dispatch. So um, yeah, that's one thing that we're uh, I'm looking forward to. I think Sebastian might join me on that as well. Um, but yeah, um, that is all I have, Jarvis. Hmm, that is spantabalicious. Uh, and that also lets me know that I think, you know, I think it's time to talk about next week's work. That's right. What are they, mm-hmm. Jar- Ricky Jarvis? Yes. So, the words for next week are Grimace, Spring, Filter, and Guess. Grimace. Grimace. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how it, the, the, um, the, uh. The, the the SpongeBob the SpongeBob what the fuck why did I say SpongeBob I meant McDonald's why are those associated to, to me what the fuck because <laughs> they're both things from your childhood they also did sell SpongeBob toys at McDonald's mm-hmm. so um, yeah Grimace is the giant purple thing. yeah Grimace is a giant purple thing why did they name him Grimace I I will never understand because he's he's always smiling but that what. Yeah, that's not what a grimace a is nice grimace. a grim what grimace is like a yeah, bad it's smile like, yeah it's, it's it's like a seductive what no it's not Let me look up grimace grimace is is See, like is like what i an ugly twisted expression on a person's yes face, typically expressing disgust pain or weary amusement yeah you grimace whenever like someone else around you gets hurt painfully or it does something yeah. embarrassing. But also, maybe that's why his name is Grimace, because M- McDonald's have those those playhouses. And when a kid gets hurt, guess who goes up to help him but Grimace? I, I just not, no, I'm going to, I deny it. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's not, Grimace, not good enough. Grimace, Grimace goes up with his big pulsating purple <laughs> fingers. Why are his fingers pulsating? And then he reaches a uh, hand out to the uh, little tot's hair and says, Hey, little kid, did you get hurt today? And then the kid has to say no. Yeah, because if if you say yes, yes, Grimace will open his (laughs) his giant gaping maw and, and show four... Uh, deep, deep lights that that are that are as as bright as the uh, sun, and if you stare for for too long, you too will, will be turned into a grimace. Into a grimace. Yes, okay, a big grimace. Great, cool. I love I love that for us. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is spring. Um, so that is one mm-hmm. the season of growth and renewal uh, that comes after winter. Uh, yes. Um, but it is also um, the name uh, for a coiled piece of metal um, that, uh-huh. when compressed, uh-huh. uh, because of its structure, creates force that mm-hmm. pushes outwards, and so things can be spring-loaded. Um, pogo sticks work off of springs, and also yep. a spring, work off of springs. is a, um, a where fresh water comes out of the ground, I think. Mm, yes, spring water. Exactly. Um, so a lot of options there. Yeah. Um, Filter. You could be a spring chicken. I also want to add that, mm. which is, I think, just like a fresh, like a fresh new chicken that was born in the spring. I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's like you know, waking up early, feeling feeling light and bubbly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but okay, filter, which is a some sort of um, thing that uh, um, one material passes through it, and uh, various uh, small mm-hmm. things, impurities, or um, uh, uh, I'm trying to find a generic enough words that apply to all the uh, circumstances. Um, but those things are caught, and so that the material that comes out the other end is more, like, purified. Usually it's something that is working off of liquids or, uh, gases, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or more, like, uh, conceptual things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you, like, dis- distill something, mm-hmm. that's a form of filtering. Mm-hmm. Um, you can filter your own words, right? Um, yes. speaking and then catching yourself so you don't say every, uh, thought that comes through. Um, yes, which most people should try and filter the, their words more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that is most of them. Everything else is just an yeah. example of a filter, like a coffee filter or something. Yeah. And then the final one is guess. Guess is a uh, a educated hypothesis one has um, on a certain subject. So you can guess what your friend is holding. Uh, guess is also a clothing brand. Um what else is is I think that's all for for guess, right? I think so. I wonder what the relationship of the word guess and guest is. Guess and guests? Yeah. Well, it they they both start with the ge sound. They do. Right? They do. Um and maybe if we look up its Germanic origin that that G U E, let's see. Mm, no one knows. Oh good. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, maybe maybe there is some some sort of uh, linking tissue, because guessing is to guess to to question something, and maybe when a guest come comes over, you gotta guess who it is. You gotta guess who it is, but I guess. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, 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 well. Since we're we're guessing so much, why don't you? Why don't you make a guess on what your story is going to be next? Week? Um, what a wonderful suggestion, Jarvis. So, um, uh, I, I, I guess I I will write a story about um, this uh, spring that has popped out of the ground, and there was a magical nymph that that was in it, um, and uh, she was she was having a good time, except. Um, that a bunch of really gross stuff got into her spring. Um, just a lot of people were bathing upstream and, um, they, they got a lot of sweat in there. There's just so much sweat in her, in her spring water. And so she grimaced cause it was, it, she didn't like being made of sweat essentially. And this one person came and she was like, Hey, can you, can you help me and like filter out the, the sweat that's, that's going on in here? And the person was like, "Oh yeah, no, no problem." And so they just drank up all of the, all of the, uh, the water, all of it, and then they spit it back out. But they kept the sweat inside of them, and um, but then the problem was that their spit got in it, which was an issue. Um, and so she asked the next person to do it, um, and they were like, "Ew, that's all spit. I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Why are you a spit spirit? That's weird." Um, and uh, they left her alone, and uh, she just kind of learned to live with it. And that's why you don't ask for help. Okay. <laughs> yeah, moral of the story. Moral of the story, never ask for help. Uh, do your own thing. Um, yes. 
so uh, the the story I am going to be um, ta- uh, writing next week is um, <clears throat> at eleven fifty eight p.m. on October twelfth. Spencer Shostak and his four buddies, Matt, Daniel, and Tyler, <laughs> left <laughs> left yeah, the Chuck E. Cheese parking lot well into the p.m. Their plan was working perfectly well. They walked into two Chuck E. Cheese in the wee hours of the the the, uh, the morning, and decided to eat their pizza and drink their beer, trying so hard to not look too awkward in the back corner. They were all spring chickens, as the uh, Chuck E. Cheese mascot said. It's time to go. It's it's getting late and we're going to close. But they all decided to hide in the bathroom until after close so that they can finally beat the high school on DDR 13. So, <laughs> so, uh, so that night, as, as Tyler was spinning mad fucking moves on DDR 13... <laughs> And uh, Daniel was was looking through his favorite Snapchat filter. Um, <laughs> the the main guy Spencer decided to go in in to the back and look at the and look at the Chuck E. Cheese mascot at twelve a.m. Uh-huh. midnight, okay. October thirteenth cool. on the the dot. As soon as Spencer walked into the back October thirteenth, Halloween. He saw it. He saw Chuck E. Cheese with without a body in it, but it was standing with a big purple grimace on its <laughs> mouth. Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese was laughing, uh, an evil, bellowy, gross laugh. <laughs> okay. Chuck E. Your Cheese. And then he lunged at him. Out, out. Out front, Tyler finished playing DDR. <laughs> he was actually pretty fucking trash at it, so he didn't get the high score. And and, and, and then him and his friends heard a huge clutter from the back. Clunk. And then this they, is really they could only guess what had happened. So so the three friends walked to the back, um, and then they opened the, the door, and then uh, inside they saw something that they never thought they would ever see before. It was their best friend, Sp- Spencer, strung about the roof. Jesus. His arms were in the corners. His, his head was under the uh, lockers. And and his favorite God. cock ring was <laughs> Why? over. Why? It was over Chuck E. Cheese's Why is that finger. a detail? And, and then, <laughs> Why and was then, he wearing it? <laughs> And then Chucky Cheese gave one last big smile. <laughs> should have should have left when you had the the chance. And then from behind him, Chica and, and Freddie uh, closed the the uh, door, and they were locked in with Chucky Cheese. Who? <laughs> Who are the Chica and Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Five Nights at Freddy's? No, I never played that. I'm not a fucking. Okay. 
Yeah, you're 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 not a fucking nerd. Yeah. But yeah, that is my um story on unrequited love wow. for next week. I I mm-hmm. guess it was. Yes. So when you edit this, can you do the right thing and cut like most of that out? I will definitely try to do the right thing and I'll make sure to add some Okay, well if you do that, yeah, then it's then 